Welcome to Legends from the Hill, the Franciscan University Alumni Podcast. In celebration of our 75th Jubilee year, we are talking to alumni throughout our history about who they are, what they're doing now, and their candid experiences of life on campus. We're your hosts, Christy Fleming, Director of Alumni Relations, and Megan Cohen, Class of 2010. Join us as we hear how the Franciscan spirit lives on in the lives of our alumni on Legends from the Hill. Our alumna today graduated in 1999 with a humanities degree and then went on to get a nursing degree. She met her husband at Franciscan and she now has a son studying here. So we're excited to learn more about her time at Franciscan and about her experience now out in the world. And now as a mother of a student. So welcome Elizabeth Caulfield to the podcast. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. It is wonderful to have you. So can you give us a brief little bio of where you grew up and how you got to Franciscan? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm a New England girl. I was born in Maine and we moved a couple times as a kid. But by the time I was seven, we had landed in New Hampshire. My parents still lived there. And uh, I actually grew up in a very um, active, devout uh, Catholic parish uh, where a lot of people went to Franciscan. A lot of people went to the conferences. A lot of people went to school there. And so I, when people ask me, where did you first hear about Franciscan? I would tell you, I have no idea. I just, in my mind, I always knew about it. And so when the time came for me to go to college, um, I knew actually by then that I, I was a young uh, high school graduate. So I did a year on uh, net with the national evangelization team. And then I went to Franciscan. Um, by the time I got to Franciscan, I was still only 18. So it worked out great. Uh, but when I applied to schools, uh, it was literally the only school I applied to. I applied to Franciscan. I got in and that's where I went, <laughs> where I wanted to go. Wow, that I wouldn't expect from New England to have it be such a regular, but it was just part of your family yeah. culture. It was. We knew uh, I knew several people who were probably what I would call like a half generation older than me. They were maybe ten years older than I was. They were young and starting their families, um, and uh, they went to our parish. We I knew a fair number of people um, and. I went to a, a conference uh, back in the days when we slept in the tent um, <laughs> in, uh, I think it was maybe the summer after eighth grade. Um, and then actually before I even was out of high school, I did the uh, World Youth Day pilgrimage with Franciscan. My future sister-in-law and I went out to Denver with Franciscan. So we had a lot of ties to, to Franciscan through our lifetime, and it just seemed like a natural, seamless place that I wanted to be there. Absolutely. That's amazing. And how did you decide what to study when you got here? Did you already know what you were going to study, or did, was it a journey? So it was a journey. I don't know anybody who says, I think I'll get a degree in humanities and Catholic. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I think we're the only place that offers it exactly like that. Uh, so I wanted to be a lawyer when I went to college. Um, I am uh, opinionated and uh, always thought, hey, I'd make a great lawyer. And uh 
I went to school and I want to say it was before I even started classes. I don't have a clear memory of how it happened, but by the time I was sort of looking at classes and actually signing up for things, I became aware of this major. I went and talked um, to Professor Gaston and heard more about it. And the next thing I knew, I thought, this is a good fit for me. This is history, theology, philosophy. Uh, These are things that I love to study. And off I went. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a really, it is such a unique major that we have and you learn how to think a lot. Yes, absolutely. Uh, For me, I would say it was life changing. And I'm sure that the college experience in general does that for a lot of people. But I think that major in particular, that program uh, really made me in a lot of ways who I am today and really taught me how to go about the process of thinking, which is sorely lacking um, in our world. And when you got to Franciscan, was it, I mean, it kind of sounds like it was such a huge presence in your life before you actually came here. When you got here, you know, when you stepped on campus and started taking classes, was it everything you expected it to be? In what ways were you surprised or maybe even totally, you know, caught off guard about, you know, your experience here? Um, that's a good question. I would say uh, in a lot of ways, because I came from active parish life, uh, it was a great extension of a Catholic life that I was accustomed to. Um, the only thing that took me off guard was when total strangers would ask me if I'd been to mass today. Uh, and I remember <laughs> thinking... <laughs> I'm sorry, do I know your name? Uh, <laughs> I And even just being who I am today, I'm not sure I still would be a fan of that if my friends want to ask me that, sure. Uh, but those kind of quirky little things that, you know, you'd only find at Franciscan, um, that, that maybe caught me off guard. Uh, it, but it, for me, it was a, it was kind of a natural just slide into that. Unlike my husband, who's a convert and had not lived in active Catholic life, our experiences, we would tell you, are very different in that way. He, that was all new to him, um, just kind of the rhythm of living a Catholic life. Um, whereas it was different for me because now it was my own. I wasn't doing this because this is where my parents were taking me. Uh, and it was a good place and a good environment to make it my own. Right, right. And so when you were on campus, what kind of things did you get involved in? And, you know, where, did you have any roles on campus that you eventually kind of played as you got older? Not a lot. And actually, it's funny when I look back, because generally my temperament is what can I run and um, what can I get involved in? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, I was an RA. That's right. I forgot about that. That also occupied a fair amount of my time. Um, Right. Where where were you an RA? What dorm were you in? uh, Tommy Moore. I'm a live live and die Tommy Moore girl. Yes. Um, It looked a lot different then. And uh, there was definitely no air conditioning. Wow. Okay. So can you tell us what was on the bottom floor of Tommy Moore? at that time? Uh, so it was built into the hill and it was half rooms and the dungeon of a laundry room and the RA office. So there were two hallways. So uh, you came in a door and there was a main lobby and an elevator and there were two hallways. Uh, one had, they both, hmm, one had rooms. One I think might've been like storage spaces and laundry room. 
And then, and there was a small household down in that one hallway at one point. Um, And then off in the corner was the stairwell that faces the campus that was still there. Um, And then uh, the RA office was there. And the RD's apartment was on the first, on that ground floor as well. Okay. Cool. Cool. Tommy Moore. So, all right, you're... You were very involved and experienced on campus, especially being an RA. So looking back now, your son is here. He is Mm -hmm. in his third year. How have you seen the campus change or the culture of the school? Do you notice anything from his experience to yours? Um, Yeah, I mean, we come back a decent amount, too. So there was there was probably... 10 years or so, we we didn't go back very often. I went back for my youngest sister's graduation when my third baby was born and she is gonna be 12 tomorrow. So she, that then there was kind of this long gap where we didn't go back a whole lot. And then we started going back frequently. And um, aesthetically, I think the campus is more beautiful than it was when (laughs) we were there. I would agree. Uh, And of course it's expanded size wise. It's quite a bit bigger and it's it's so interesting to see. Um, Assisi Heights had just been acquired. So no one was living there by the time we left. Um, And I mean, that was just another part of town that was not, that didn't belong to the university. Um, So, um, hmm, culture-wise, I guess it's hard to tell because I'm not there, but um, I I think, so I like technology. Um, We notice, of course, that the kids have more technology when we go back to campus, but um, we haven't been hiding under a rock for the past 25 years either. So I know that that's grown with the times. Um, I actually am always impressed when I go to Franciscan that the kids still have good interaction together. It's not like we just see a bunch of Lone Rangers walking around with looking at their phones. They're still out interacting with each other and all of that. But I mean, that's a big difference um, in just everyday life everywhere. Um, having that kind of lower campus, which is where our son has lived when he's on the main campus, uh, is from his experience, he loves living down in J. Sarah, but he has to kind of get up and back into the main campus to be part of the bustle, hustle bustle of the campus and all that. So I think that's different. And I'm sure it takes adapting to learn how to, how do you integrate these different places and all the kids and wherever they end up housing them? How do you keep them integrated and involved? Um, but it still has that same spirit of when I go there, my soul says, oh, I'm home. And I love that feeling. Yeah, it, it is home. So it really I'm is, yeah. Glad you yeah. still have that. Um, all right, so you graduated with HCC, and then mm-hmm. years later, you went back to school, correct? For nursing? How yes. How did you decide to do that uh, after having your children and all that? <laughs> Um, so I have been a Creighton model fertility care educator, uh, for a while. And so I had, uh, I've been teaching new, um, uh, natural family planning teachers, uh, and a lot of them are nurses, um, some doctors, uh, over the years. And 
I think one day I just decided, well, I think I could do that. I think I would like to do that. And I love being in school. If I could go to school and just collect degrees for the rest of my life, <laughs> um, really honestly, I don't need a degree. I just like to go and learn. I want to know a little bit about everything. Um, I just thought, you know what? I already have a bachelor's degree. I can do a, an accelerated program and I got another bachelor's degree in 16 months. And uh, so our family <laughs> tells some stories about those 16 months. Um, Chris, in the meantime, got a promotion and moved to St. Louis. So the kids and I, with mom taking 18 credits, uh, well, it was interesting. My brain did not work as fast in my 40s as it did in my 20s. Uh, but my life experience, I hope, has accounted for something. Uh, and I loved being back in school. Uh, that was a whole different experience. I mean, just digital platforms for learning and grades and all of that was a huge learning curve. Uh, but I just decided, I, I think I want to do this. And so I did. Wow, that's amazing. So your life as a nurse, what what type of floor are you on? What's your what do you focus on? <laughs> I'm a medical I'm a med surgeoner, so I'm on a medical telemetry floor. Um, and unfortunately, since the pandemic broke out, which was shortly after I became a nurse, um, I have we, we've been a COVID floor. So um, at some points during the pandemic, it was all COVID all the time. Um, and at other points, including now, it's kind of part and part. So some days I'm with COVID patients, some days I'm with regular med surge patients. Wow. wow. Well, thank you and for we'll do fertility care as well. Wow. That's awesome. Well, thank you for uh, caring for all those people. Was there anything in your Franciscan formation and HCC that has helped your nursing or that you feel like you bring to that? Uh, I mean, absolutely. I think uh, just first of all, learning how to think on your own, no matter what you end up doing with your life, uh, has a remarkable impact. And again, when I say it's sorely lacking, I'm, I'm astounded by even, you know, you look around in the world and how people follow along just because it seems like the thing to do. And I feel like my education empowered me to say, well, wait a second. Why are we doing this? Does it make sense? What are the alternatives? Um, and then making informed decisions. I think that that's um, important. And I think just the Franciscan spirit, which of course, um, it de being there deepened my faith uh, and my compassion. Uh, you know, when you go off to college and you meet different kinds of people who've had different kind of life experiences, all of those experiences add up to growing maturity and increased, hopefully, <laughs> increased compassion. Uh, and I think that, of course, in healthcare, especially right now, that's really needed. Definitely. So I guess we are ready, unless you wanted to go back and just say how you met your husband. Um, at oh, Franciscan, Lord. if you want to. I, I always want to talk about I was going to say, everybody wants to know how you met, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was the best decision I ever made. Um, so, uh, let's see. I came back as an RA my sophomore year. And uh, Chris was a new residence director. And uh, we got introduced sometime during that orientation. And um, quite truthfully I thought he was kind of arrogant and I thought this is not the guy for me I ended up dating someone else for a little while and then 
oh, it's a, such a long story, which honestly I do love to tell, but I'll probably take up your whole podcast. <laughs> so uh, kind of a couple things happened and conspired that we ended up hanging out together. And um, uh, Chris was, uh, I guess the big take from the story was that there was no rule against RAs and RDs dating or an RD because he was staff member dating students, uh, but he was, uh, very concerned about how it would look professionally. And so we always joke that if there were three pizza huts between here and Pittsburgh, Chris would take me to Pittsburgh. Like we drive, we're going to pizza hut. He would drive past three other pizza huts and then we would go to the one. (laughs) We didn't run into anybody we knew. Right. (laughs) He would pass me on campus. He would nod and say, hello. Oh my gosh. Uh, And I thought uh, it was was a good thing. I was pretty self-confident because I knew we were dating. We were just, we kept it on the down low for a very long time. Uh, and then eventually, I think when we were both pretty sure this was going somewhere good, uh, we told people about it. Wow. Wow. That's, That's so exciting. He finished his master's degree in December of 98 uh, while well, he was an RD and then uh, stuck around as an RD for the rest of the year. Studied for a CPA exam. I did my last semester, and then we moved uh, back to New Hampshire the following summer. Wow. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. Oh, my gosh. Well, when you were at Franciscan, we have a couple of hot takes from the Hill. Okay. So if you can think, first thing that comes to your mind when you hear this, who was your favorite professor? Uh, Mr. Gaston. Yeah, that's right. Um did you have a favorite friar on campus? That's a hard one. I, 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 you can pick a couple. It's fine. Okay. So, uh, Father, okay, I'll say Father Michael. Uh, that's easy. That Father is Michael easy. Uh, he was just, he was a big presence in our lives on campus, and he was fantastic. Definitely. Um, and then did you have a favorite place to study as a student? You said you had to study a lot, which I know, because we have friends that are HCC majors or were HCC majors. So did you have a favorite, you know, haunt that you would have? My bed. <laughs> I would sit up in bed. And then when I just couldn't take it anymore, or I needed a change of pace. I went to the library. Nice. Cool. Um, what was your favorite off-campus place to eat? Oh, jagging around. I don't think it's around anymore, but they had amazing breadsticks and this honey butter. Yeah. Uh, that was really good. Yeah, it's not called jagging around, but it's still there. It's um, oh. Freilix. Freilix Classic Corner. You know, I'm not sure. I haven't been there in a while. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. You should let me know. I right. will. Back just for that <laughs> breadsticks and honey butter. They're going to sponsor our next podcast. Just the breadsticks. The honey That's butter. awesome. <laughs> um, and where did you and Chris go on your first date that may be secret or not secret? <laughs> or maybe one of each. <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> we went to Pittsburgh. We went to the Cheese Cellar restaurant, which I don't think is there either anymore in Station Square. And then we went up the incline and uh, watched fireworks over the stadium, which I think has since been replaced as well. There happened to be fireworks that night. Wow. I was going to say, Chris really pulled out all the stops. I know. I know. I'm sure he would take credit for it, but I think it just happened. (laughs) You're like, honey, that was a really high bar you set. First date. I know. know. I know. He's pretty good. (laughs) That's awesome. 
All right. Well, thank you, Elizabeth, for joining us today. It's so good to hear your story and what life was like on campus. So thank you for joining us. And we hope to see you when you're on campus again, visiting uh, your son and anyone else, you know. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Legends from the Hill. If you liked this conversation, please share it with an alumni you think would also enjoy it. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Franciscan Alumni to stay up to date on events in your area and news on campus. Do you know an alumni who has a story to tell? We want to hear legends from throughout our 75-year history. Email us suggestions for the podcast at alumni at franciscan.edu. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Legends from the Hill.